Ebullient greetings. I'm your host, Jackie Bird of Jackie Bird Spiritual Wellness, your guide to stress and anxiety relief, mindfulness, awareness, self-care, self-love, and personal growth. Welcome and thank you for joining me as we roll with peace in mind. Today's riff is What's in Your Mental Shop? What mainly sits on the shelves in your mental shop? Do you know? What's in there? What's your MQ or your mindfulness quotient like? You know, we have IQ. So what's your MQ like? Is it mainly negative thoughts, positive ones, or come see, come saw? Sometimes negative, sometimes positive. Which way do you generally lean? Are you an idealist? A realist? An optimist? Or do you roll with a glass half empty, glass half full kind of vibe? Do you usually see the best possible outcomes or do you always expect the worst? Do the thoughts you generally think give you a sense of peace and balance? Peace of mind is so very important. It's something we would love so much more of. Don't you agree? Do you realize that your mental diet is as important, if not more important, than physical exercise and what you eat? I know people would disagree with that, but do you realize that your thoughts play a telling part in your mental health and well-being? Your thoughts determine how you process stressors, anxiety, and obstacles, for they are the windows in which you view the world. You know, because our thoughts are the starting team for our mental health and well-being. What and how we think are the starting players in how our day goes and how well or not we handle stress and anxiety. For instance, You look out of the window or get outside and see that it's raining. You think, oh, it's raining. I hate the rain. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Then you get in your car or head to mass transit if you live in the concrete jungle with mass transit, and you're already pissed off. That means just out of the gate, and you're already annoyed, inconvenienced, and cranky. Whew. What a combination. So you don't stand a chance for the rest of your day. Someone else sees the rain and they say, oh, it's raining. Yeah, I love when it rains. The air has such a great smell and I feel so revitalized. So already you're out of the gate feeling good and uplifted. How do you think their day would go afterwards? Now, that's not to say that if you don't like when it rains, you should automatically love the rain when you really don't. But it is to say that since it does rain, how can you shift? This happens. It rains. You don't live in the desert. It rains. So, yeah, we don't like, you know, when it rains, as torrential rains and it floods. But I'm talking about just the idea of it's raining and already you may feel put out about it. So, really, the more you know of yourself, the better. One of the famous maxims inscribed in the forecourt at the Temple of Apollo in Delhi is, know thyself. 
The direct path to realizing more peace in our lives is to get a better handle on what's in our mental shop. In basketball, when a player on a team starting lineup ain't cutting it, they have to be replaced. Now, if the bench is weak and there isn't a strong number six man, the team's odds of winning drops even more. Thoughts are no different. If we're leading with runaway thoughts like fear, worry, and guilt, then our chances of having a superlative day is pretty much shut the bunkers. We magnify our stress with these thoughts. Matter of fact, most of the time we have no idea what we think. As thoughts morph and spin into themselves, jumping from one to another at rapid break speeds, thoughts, 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 leaping over and under more thoughts, often not even finishing one thought before another thought, insistent and more insistent thought jumps on top, screaming even louder. Speaking of thoughts, which came first, the feeling or the thought? Me and my dude go back and forth about this. He doesn't uh, totally agree, necessarily agree with um, this viewpoint, but I will say you can always trace how you are feeling to the thoughts you were thinking. I know most of us think it's the other way around. We feel and then we think. But if you really begin to examine the feelings to thoughts slash thoughts to feeling conduit, you may begin to see a pattern that you hold the key to. Seeing and unlocking the door of the pattern leads you to more freedom, mindfulness, and yep, more peace of mind. Becoming aware of the thoughts you think is the cornerstone of a mindfulness practice. For how can you direct your thoughts in a direction you want them to go in if you have no idea what your thoughts are in the first place? Opposing thoughts have us blocked locked and strapped into patterns and situations we often feel helpless to break. So here's a mindfulness awakening challenge for you. Become more aware of your thoughts by paying attention to how you are feeling at a given time. Then double back to the predominant thoughts that preceded how you were presently feeling. For example, you're feeling crappy. Why? What happens that gives you that crappy feeling? Three, sometimes you can't quite put your finger on it. If you're not sure, what can you recall that left you with a sinking feeling? Four, how much time did you spend thinking about the thing happening that you didn't like? A few minutes, an hour, a couple hours, a lot of the day, most of the day, or have these thoughts continued longer into days, weeks, months, years? You know, like when you hold a grudge or you had a fight with somebody like 50,000 years ago, sometimes you can't even remember what you had the fight about, but you just know you're mad. So if you can kind of figure out, oh yeah, you know, I've been holding on to this for Ooh, a long time, and it doesn't matter whether you know exactly, oh, it's been four months and 10 days. It's not like that. But if you can see whether this is something you've been taking with you and dragging, like um, Pigpen's blanket from uh, Charlie Brown, you know, we, we just carry these thoughts and we don't think about them. 
Number five, when was the last time you were feeling good? Like really? Not for a moment or a day, but for at least a few weeks. Okay, I know I'm pushing it, but no, seriously, think about that. Number six, see if you can connect the through line of your thoughts to your sense of feeling in the moment. Whatever it is you are feeling, you know, you could be uh, just doing something kind of mundane. And as you're doing it, you might be feeling, again, we'll come back to crappy. So you can take that moment as you're doing whatever that mundane thing is to kind of investigate. Well, why am I feeling bad? Oh, I didn't like what somebody said. Okay, why didn't I like what somebody said? Did it make me feel, or like when I was a kid or um, that time that I was being bullied? You know, if you kind of have an idea of the why, you can do what I love to talk about, which is pivoting, which is inserting the thought that should have been habitually having with a different thought that will give you something more to what you are liking or more to what it is that you're wanting. So, you know, see if you can connect the through lines of your thoughts to your sense of feeling in the moment, whatever it is you are feeling. Seven, keep going. You'll get the hang of it. This takes, you know, mindfulness, this whole journey of stress and anxiety relief, it's beyond taking a pill or going to a yoga class or sitting for a guided meditation. It's really something that you have. It's a practice. It's a practice. And little by little, if you are really serious about cha making changes in your life that are more to what it is that you wish to receive, Eventually, you're not even thinking about, oh, gosh, it's taking me such a long time. You'll be thinking more, wow, I feel better. I actually feel better. I actually had a better day. I didn't allow the things that I usually turn over in my head to get to me for at least five minutes, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's a beautiful thing. And in order to begin to awaken and become more mindful, we each have to become our own private investigators. That's what this is all about. The subjects whom we have to follow, photograph, and take notes on is ourselves. So, you know, we follow people on social media, but the person you really have to follow is you. And you have to photograph that in your mind and take notes on yourself. This is, oh, wow. You, and, you, you, and then, as I'm going, blah, 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 and then, because I get excited about this kind of stuff, you begin to see... Uh, patterns. And as you see patterns, you'll go, ha, I am usually grouchy. And you know, a lot of us laugh and say, oh, she didn't have her coffee. But why not have to use an outer stimulant to bring your mood around? Why not make it an internal kind of caffeine that thoughts are all about? As I was thinking about this episode, you you know, you get mindfulness reminders in a song. You ever wake up with a song on your mind, but you have no idea why? I woke up with a song I hadn't heard in eons, and it was floating through the mental phonograph in my mind. And it's called The Windmills of Your Mind 
and it's the epitome of what occurs in our mental spaces. It was first released in the U.S. in 1969, and it was recorded by an artist uh, named Noel Harrison. Uh, Michael Legrand, oh, Michel, because I think it's French. Uh, Legrand was a composer. Eddie Marnay the French lyricist. Alan Bergman and Marilyn Bergman wrote the English lyrics. So I'm going to speak them to you if I can remember how the how it goes. Now I can't remember how the song goes, but if the if it comes to me, I'll I'll start to sing it as as I'm telling you what this is. So round like a circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel, never ending or beginning, on an ever spinning reel, like a snowball down a mountain, or a carnival balloon, like a carousel that's turning running rings around the moon, like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face, and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space, like the circles you will find in the windmills of your mind, like a tunnel that you follow to a tunnel of its own, I'm in the wrong key, down a hollow to a cavern where the sun has never shone, like a door that keeps revolving in a half-forgotten dream, still in the wrong key, or the ripples from a pebble someone tosses in a stream, like a clock whose hands are sweeping past the minutes of its face, and the world is like an apple whirling silently in space, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind. Keys that jingle in your pocket, words that jangle in your head. Why did summer go so quickly? Was it something that you said? Lovers walking along a shore and leave their footprints in the sand. In the sound of distant drumming, just the fingers of your hand. Pictures hanging in a hallway and the fragment of a song. Have remembered names and faces, but to whom do they belong? When you knew that it was over, you were suddenly aware that the autumn leaves were turning to the color of her hair. Like the circle in a spiral, like a wheel within a wheel, never ending or beginning, on an ever-spinning reel, as the images unwind, like the circles that you find in the windmills of your mind. I suggest you all Google that song so you can hear how it actually goes. It's very beautiful. And as you can hear, the lyrics are very deep and it does mirror that thing about how our, our thoughts just spin and turn and turn and turn. And getting a handle on our thoughts can be a beast. Unless you make it a practice. You know, it's kind of like making a smoothie. You got to blend your ingredients well to get that right texture. So what do you need for your mindfulness smoothie? Desire and intention, patience and dedication, and faith plus trust. Faith that you will get the hang of it. Trust that you are supported by who is the most high for you. And while I can't exactly say it gets easier, I'd be lying if I told you that, it does become more of a part of you as it starts to seep into your mental bones. When you muck up, and you will, because there are so many 
any triggers along the way, you will have the tools to bring yourself back online and get with the mindfulness program again. Oh, that was a matrix <laughs> referral. Get back online. Oh no, actually that was Westworld. I'm getting my shows mixed up. Bring yourself back online. For those of you that, any of you that were um, Westworld fans. But anyway, yeah, I digress. But what the heck? Awareness from mindfulness. It is a practice, as you will hear me say so many times, and it's not a done deal. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of being. It's not a sprint to perfection, but a way of life. You will forget. You will remember. But the spaces in between those two will get shorter and shorter. Your time in mindfulness will become more than your time in forgetfulness. You will notice the difference and want to be more in that space where peace resides. Minding the store of your thoughts is a lifestyle, a lasting gift you give yourself on your life journey. This is about becoming the peace you wish to see. Thank you so much for listening. And please share this podcast with friends, colleagues, frenemies, and family. Also, please consider becoming a patron of this podcast. You can do that on my website, and the link is in this show's description, or go to JackieBirdSpiritualWellness.com and click the podcast tab and become a patron button. Also, remember to subscribe to this podcast. Your support will go a very long way and is greatly appreciated. And while you're on my website, check out more stress, anxiety-relieving, self-care, and mindfulness products and services, including ebooks, audiobooks, meditation music, guided meditation, and custom guided meditation, audio tailored just for you, to assist in your stress relief mindfulness practice and help you roll with peace in mind.